0: It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast, your one stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. Because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you
1: ain't
0: got shit to do. And we are back. That's right, it is Friday, and I got nothing to do. So let's get on the mic and talk some baseball with my boys. It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. My name's Jeff Trello, I'm your host, and with me as always, my brother from another mother is Trader Andy. What's up, brother? How we doing? I'm doing good, man. Getting the voice back a little bit. I hear yours is going.
2: Yeah, you get yours, I lose mine. That's how it goes,
0: alcohol. man. can't help. Yeah. What are we drinking today? <laughs> a little Johnny Blue. Johnny Blue? Okay. Yeah, a,
2: little, a little Fireball on the side.
0: All right, I'm I'm drinking uh, my first gin and tonic, in, since I caught COVID. I, maybe my second, I think. So three months. This is my second gin and tonic. It's some crappy gin from Trader Joe's. That was ten bucks, because I'm not worthy of the good stuff yet. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So you're on a Johnny. But the man who's drinking today is our our boy Nick up in the corner, man. Oh my goodness. This yeah. guy's half, half a bottle of champagne through already. We're not a even started bottle. yet.
1: A whole bottle. We closed it up. We sold our house and bought our house, sold another house today. So worthy of a, a champagne bottle night. Yeah. I had the second. F- from what you told me, how the closing went, it sounded like you made a, a good dollar. I'm,
0: mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering why you're drinking the Andre over there, not the Moe. <laughs> well,
1: that's, <laughs> top, that's top shelf. That's coming. We had the budget for it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Andy's got a little cold. You got the vaccine blues, right? Yeah, I had the second vaccine today. Felt tired. But oh, I don't
0: Tomorrow's going to Tomorrow be bad.
1: No tomorrow's going to be horrible. I have to watch my two-year-old all day, so it's going to be great. All
0: right, <laughs> all right so, so you've had a busy day. You had the vaccine today, and you're drinking champagne. Andy's sick, and he's drinking high-end scotch. And I haven't had a drink in two months and I'm drinking gin and tonics, so this should go well. Should be a disaster. Look, looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm just shocked that, that uh Nick didn't come on here with a with a cat filter on.
1: <laughs> oh, that was awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, I'm I'm not a cat. <laughs> on, I'm not a cat. Uh, Andy, quick question before we get into uh baseball. Okay. What would you think of Roto-World rebranding? How do you feel about that, man? I feel like a little piece of our childhood got ripped out.
2: I went. That was my go-to for years. Yep. That's how I won so many leagues, too. I don't
0: yeah, even well, know where to go now. Where do we go? No, nothing's changing. They're the same thing. They just changed yeah. their name.
2: It's not Roto-World anymore. I know, but I don't feel comfortable going anywhere else. I like Roto-World.
0: You, you know what Roto-World is for me? What, is that- what, what's my biggest pet peeve? You bo- guys both know this. When somebody says, Oh, I heard this. Oh, I heard that. I'm hearing this in the in uh, uh, in the in the trade rumors and everything. I hear this, I hear that. And all of our boys are like, I heard, 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 heard. I'm like, Yeah, I went to Roto World this morning too. Same thing, right?
2: My oh, God. Most of these guys get off bleacher report.
0: Oh God. We're not even gonna go there.
1: Nick, what what do you think
0: about football with the Texans?
1: There are they are deser- it's it mind boggles me that What, two years ago? Last season. They were in the AFC Championship game. They had a huge lead on the Chiefs. And here we are, a little over a year later. They have no Hopkins. They have no Watt. Watson wants out. Coach is gone. GM is gone. Everybody's gone. It's just, it's mind-boggling how you blow it up after being so close.
0: Yep. What do you you think happens with J.J.
1: Watt? Uh, Well, he's a honey badger. So I'm thinking he he might like the Packers there. I think I read today that his wife plays for Chicago, the uh, Major League Soccer over there. Oh, So I didn't know maybe that. that's a possibility. Maybe he wants to play with his brother over in Pittsburgh. Nice. So he got some options there.
0: There's some good culture in Buffalo, good culture in uh, South Absolutely. Beach too.
1: Absolutely. good spots. We'll see. Yep, he's he's more his, of a rotational player now these days. That's fine. He's got his pick and his presence alone says enough.
0: Yeah. yeah, I hear you. I hear yeah, he's you. About all right. Well, it is Friday, and I ain't got no job. So, we're going to talk <laughs> some baseball. All right. A couple of quick hits on some transactions over the last 24 hours. You see Jake Arietta back to the Cubs. Mm hmm. Impact, zero. You guys all agree? <laughs> yeah, I don't want him. Do not draft? Sure. Heard, heard. Nomar Mazzara, Detroit Tigers. I Any opinion? Him. I like him.
2: I still like him. He's still young. pretty
1: decent
0: my concern is that we're we're on the victor reyes bandwagon and i think he's going to take at bats from there it's a little bit a little bit of a concern for me so i'm going to look into that a little deeper i'm not in love with uh with mazara and my my victor reyes shares are a little scared right now the last one one went down yesterday i don't know if you saw this this is a sneaky one. Dylan Floro traded from the Dodgers to the Marlins. I think Anthony Bass is a little scared. This kid might be a potential closer. High strikeout rate. Remember the name. It might jump up the board pretty quick. Dylan Floro. Keep your eyes out on that, guys, okay? All right. right, So what we're going to do today, we're going to continue on our series about prospects that will impact your fantasy season this year. So we're basically walking through the rookie landscape we did the infielders already we're gonna start off with catchers now we're gonna we're gonna try to uh-oh nick's taking another sip so
1: i gotta finish the bottle
0: nick nick if you're gonna take a sip now i'm gonna i'm gonna go to you first and make you talk about the first player yeah. let's talk let's talk about joey bart, joey bart. Uh, san francisco his adp is 352 mm. what, what do you think are we getting an impact from him this year
1: I don't, honestly, I don't think so. I think it's going to, you're going to need a, a uh, Buster Posey injury for him to be anywhere near catching. I mean, he's got the prospect pedigree, but just see, I, he's not, I, he's not draftable. I think fob wise, I think he's going to be pretty decent come summertime. I don't think Posey's going to hold up the entire season. You got uh, Cassidy backing up Posey, but I don't think that's a major threat to his playing time. Um, another potential is I heard, I read that he was in the, Uh, Lindor rumor trades because the Giants inquired Indians wanted Bart and they got dial tones. Wow. So he will take, he he will take time, but I think he's going to be a top notch catcher once he develops. Dynasty wise, he's absolutely worth the flyer.
0: Nice. There's two things that I believe are affecting him and going to affect a lot of people that we talk about the rest of the way. Okay. Number one, there's no universal DH. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Posey cannot get at bats there, I was thinking there a lot of times Posey to first, and Mister Belt into the outfield or one of them DH time. There's not as much of that available now, so that may hold Bart out a little bit. And the other thing is there was no minor league season last year, so yeah. a lot of a lot of the guys we're talking about today may be a little bit slower to impact than than what we would expect. Mm-hmm. Andy. I'm interested in Alejandro Kirk. I already got a couple shares of him. What do you think about him?
2: Guy's like a fire hydrant. He's five eight, two sixty five. He's a masher. He has his entire career in my leagues more walks and strikeouts. And you know, I love that. I think that he is actually blocked right now due to uh, all the pickups that they've made. And he's blocked by Danny Jansen, who can't hit, and Happy Endings, who just needs to <laughs> get, get a little time off and he'll get off. So I, I feel that he could be up mid-season, and we're looking at long-term, maybe 280, 20 home runs. I like him. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I'm with you, man. He's actually being drafted almost as a catcher number one in a 15-team league. He's going like 15th or 16th off the board, so he's somebody you got to get involved with. ADP 273, so he's in the top 20 wow. rounds. Yeah, it- a little, little bit of interest there. I th- I, the thing is with catchers so many times, there's such a, a drain on your batting average, and I don't think he's going to be that. I, I think he'll hit it just enough to, to be included. One um, of the other guys I'm pretty interested in, but it, I I think he's going to get shafted a little bit is Tyler Stevenson from mm-hmm. Cincinnati. I was really excited about this kid, figured there's some pop there, 15-20 home run potential, somebody that's not going to be a drain on your average coming in around 240 to 255 somewhere in that range. But the problem is again with no minor league season last year. I was a former first rounder. They're going to protect him, keep him down. Tucker Barnhart is not only is Tucker Barnhart a left-handed hitter, so he's got the better side of the platoon. Versus Stevenson. But Tucker Barnhart's a gold glove winner. So I, I don't think there's going to be too many at-bats for Stevenson. I was looking forward to drafting him. But he's more of a stash. Wait for him. You know, Maybe you get 200 at-bats from him this year. Not somebody I'm going crazy about. All right, Nick. I'm pretty interested in the San Diego project over there. Did a lot of trading. They kept the majority of their... Top farm guys intact, their best prospects. Uh, Mister Luis Camposano is still there. Yep. What do you have to say about that?
1: So a major concern with him, I believe it was back in October, he was arrested on marijuana possession charge.
2: Don't get high on your own supply.
1: But he gets suspended potentially. Um, he is very familiar with um, good old Mackenzie Gore. They move up the Class A circuit together. So good possibility. You see Gore come up. You see him catching him for him. I like him. But the Padres, though, they could use him as a trade piece because they're going to be trying to catch the Dodgers. And come trade deadline time, they're going to be looking to uh, move some big prospects potentially to make that playoff run because they went nuts this year trading for all these Musgrove, Snail, et cetera. So they're going to need him as a trade piece, I think. I think he's gone by the summertime. So do you think that that's his avenue to playing time this year is to get traded? I think so.
0: Yeah, depends.
1: depends where he goes, obviously, but uh, I think the avenue is a uh, good, good yeah, broad it's, wire.
0: A, it's a, it's a crowded house be- between Austin Nola and the personal catcher, Mr. Caratini. So he's definitely blocked on the major league level. I think we're looking for a trade for him to get up there. So uh, an ADP of five hundred and thirty-nine. he's free. He, he's free. He's just a stash. You're not going to get anything out of him until later in the year, if at all. Yeah. All right. Andy, the next guy might make the team, but I don't think he's going to have a job right off the bat. Um, What do you you have to say about Ryan Jeffers?
2: Well, roster resource says he's going to start. Oh, yeah? Garver's on the bench. I don't see that happening. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I love Jeffers long-term. He showed a lot last year. I don't think he's going to hit for that type of average. He's going to be 260, maybe 20 home runs. I think he's better behind the play than Garver. Uh, I think he's going to be up this year very soon, probably maybe day one. Now he might do a split with uh, him and uh, Garver. I, I just don't think with Nelson Cruz coming back, there's going to be any DH time there as well. But I think that uh, Jeffers is, you know, 260, 270, 15 to point home runs.
0: So what we really have to decide is, is Mitch Garver
2: a fraud from two years ago? Which I, I'm drafting I'm, What's that? I'm taking him. So Garver? Yeah, no, not Garver. Uh, Jeffers. You're That's taking my Jeffers? I love him.
0: Jeffers is going 339th overall, which means he's being drafted as a catcher two or a bench option in 15-team leagues. So the fantasy community thinks he's going to have the at-bats to, to make an impact. And you say there's going to be some home run there. Is there going to be enough, enough batting average? I think it 260. Hey, I'll take that from it's a catcher. Gonna, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. that That's nice. All right, Nick, back to you. This guy used to be a huge top prospect, almost a top 10 prospect, if I believe. He was the number one prospect overall in the Dodgers system, but it just hasn't seemed to come through mm-hmm. yet. What do you think about Kiebert Ruiz?
1: It's He's blocked. That's the only issue. Uh, Will Smith, Austin Barnes are back. Diego Cataya is also very good down in the minor league system. Um, I think his only path to playing time, honestly, is a trade. I don't think he's uh, he's not going to get playing time right away. And uh, like you said, he was a big top notch uh, prospect in our home league. He was a big spot out commodity, but right now he's blocked. That's the only issue. Uh, he's got no redraft value. Potentially, he could have value midseason, but he's hurting right now at that end.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you there. They're very deep at the major league level at the position. Will Smith is uh, basically going as the catcher number two right now. I've actually seen him go in a dynasty league before Real Milto. That's, that's how much Helium Smith has right now. Unreal. And Austin Barnes is a damn good backup. Oh. But this is a team that's locked and loaded and mm-hmm. ready to win if they get... Uh, a bullpen injury, uh, a key hitter goes down or something, they're going to make a trade and maybe Ruiz is the guy that gets traded and puts him into that playing time that you're talking about. So he's somebody he's somebody worth stashing I'd say, right? Mhm.
1: If he gets that trade,
0: he's in the Compizano uh range. His ADP is down and past 500, he's free. So he's basically a stash.
1: Yeah. If he um if he gets traded, he could easily be a top top waiver wire option. With playing time, obviously. I believe his first at bat was a home run, actually. Nice. Talking about big
0: home runs, Andy, I'm going to go back to you with a guy that's got a chance at some immediate playing time. Talk to me about Sam Huff. His ADP is 357. Ooh. So he's basically the catcher going off the board right after Ryan Jeffers.
2: Average screen. I think he's going to bat 230. He has a lot of swing and miss. He's going to hit 30 home runs in that little park. He came up last year, did really, very, really well. I, I liked what I saw, but, you know, he, like you said, like you always say, last year was about slumps and, you know, uh, hot, hot streaks. Yeah. You know? Small sample had, size. Absolutely. He, he had a hot streak. You know, that's not him, but he's going to bat 240, 250. You know, he's going to be an upgrade over Mike Zanino. Everybody's an upgrade over Mike Zanino. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that batting average drain is a huge upgrade there.
2: Could be day one,
1: though. Okay. Yeah, I'm not
0: in love with him. He's somebody I'm going to pass on. Uh, We took him in one of our drafting holds as our third catcher. It's just a live body in case somebody gets injured. I'm not counting on him in in two-catcher formats at all. Maybe next year. Before we move on from catcher, the big one that people are looking at is going to be Adley Rutschman, who's – you know in some boards is the number one prospect overall top 3 basically everywhere i don't i don't see a a route for any real playing time this year i mean if you want to make a case for him the case is if baltimore is in the wild card race somehow that's it and they want to have their best nine guys in a lineup cuz he's 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 one of their best nine hitters right now he might right today, be their number three hitter. But there's all those reasons for service time and everything and dollar amounts down the road to keep them down for now. They're very competent at the position on the major league level. They're actually set up pretty perfectly because they're young and they have a good platoon. Cisco from the left side and Severino, who's got really good pop and probably has some good trade value from the right side. I don't think you're seeing Rutschman this year don't don't even bother with it in redraft because if he comes up, it'll most likely be a September call up and it'll get you know 60 app bats of worthless nothing that just excites you. you know if you're in a keeper league, you probably already have him on your team. All right so wrapping up catcher before we move on to outfielders. anybody that we're really in love with sounds like Jeffers is the guy we're most excited about and Kirk for this year for rookies. yeah I definitely. agree with that, Andy? So, absolutely. Kirk and Jeffers, Kirk's 273 overall, Jeffers is 339, so they're in your catcher number two outlook. All right, let's 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 start with the big fish when we go to outfield. There's a lot of publications and a lot of people that I respect. Eric Cross, for one, has taken Jared Kelenic and moved him up over Wander Franco as the number one prospect in baseball. So... Andy, the Mets fan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> to ask you for, to break it down and tell me what you think we're going to see from Mr. Kellnick
2: this year, Mr. Mets. That's torture. You're killing me here, bro. All I have to say is F. Brody. <laughs> oh, my God. Jared, Jared Kelnick is going to be a star. You're looking at 2020, maybe batting 280, 3, to 310. He's going to be up probably midseason, maybe even earlier. I love him. And I'm going to miss him. Thank God I have Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm pissed off about it. I, I signed up for him. I love him. And I hate him. Because <laughs> of Brody. There's no way that we would trade him. He's a superstar.
0: All right. Let, let's talk through this lineup real quick. So Kyle Lewis is is going to be their center fielder. That's pretty much written in stone, I'd say. <laughs> Hanneker will be in the right field DH conversation. But he's... Basically an everyday player, right? We're yeah. good so far. Yep. Yep. Evan White's their first baseman. He's gonna play there every day. There's really nobody to kind of mess with that that I could think of. No.
2: Nope.
0: Okay. So who's playing left field? I don't know. Crickets. Right. Yeah. Roster resource says some guy named Jose Marmolajos or something like that. I don't even know who this guy is. Sounds legit. <laughs> I mean, is it possible that in the whole Shed Long, Dylan Moore thing, one of them shifts to the outfield? Dylan Moore. Do you think Dylan Moore goes to left field, Shed Long starts at second base, and that's the avenue to keep Kellinic down for a month or two?
1: Makes the most sense right away at least, at least for a month.
0: Andy, give me a player comp for for Kelinek right now. Who do you think he's going to be? Do you th- let me say that another way. Do you think this guy is a future fantasy first or second round player or like a fifth or sixth round player? Because first or second, that's some some big shit.
2: You better, you better be, be ready to step up. Three, three, three? Yeah. Three, four? I think he's in between there. I don't think he's going to be a one, two, but I don't think he's going to be a five, six. Right, so
0: he's going to be the sec- second best header on your fantasy he's team. He's going to be
2: right now. Yeah. Okay. So
0: yeah. the only reason to keep him down is service time and dollars, and that's it because he's among their best players right now. And let's let's put Kelenic in this lineup real quick, okay? Let's say J.P. Crawford leads off, Dillamore second, Kelenic third, Kyle Seager fourth, Kyle Lewis fifth, Haniger sixth, Evan White seven, and then catcher and second base from there. That's pretty damn good, right? That's not that bad. That's pretty good. It's not bad at all. Their rotation, I don't know about. Their rotation right now... Is lacking to compete. Marco Gonzalez is good, but he's not an ace. Kikuchi, Kakachi I I don't know if he's going to be competent or not. Sheffield, the, the the uh, you know the the jury's still out on Sheffield. Chris Flexen, KBO superstar, he's yeah. good. Or maybe um. he comes back with something. I think the team's good enough to be competitive for the wild card right now.
2: Have you ever seen Chris Flexen pitch? I've watched Chris Flexen pitch. Yes, he's the worst pitcher in baseball. I'll take him deep right now. Yeah? Right now. He sucks. Okay. Um, they have a lot of guys coming up. Though. Oh, yeah, They're, of course. They have huge prospects right. coming up right. So in the pitching. So Chris Lexon won't be there. Yeah, I,
0: I'm talking about right now. Oh, all right. Right now today, is there a reason to put Kellanick in the lineup? That's my question.
2: Just service time.
0: Probably not. But let, let's say they come out of the first 30 games with a record of 14 and 16. Maybe you bring him up. Maybe there's enough to get uh, over 500 team and compete for the wild card. So you might see him. I think the ADP of 210 right now, I think it's worth it. I think Ah. it's worth it. If you're drafting him as as your fifth outfielder, fourth outfielder in round 17, yeah, do it. Why not? His teammate, though, Julio Rodriguez, (laughs) no thank you for, for redraft. Ceiling's almost as high. He's probably just as good, but I, I don't think there's much opportunity there. He's He's got to be way behind him. You agree with that, guys? it will be a blatant midseason after they trade yeah. everybody. I don't think they're going to do that, man. I think they're going to be good enough to stick around for a couple of months, if not the whole season. Really? Yeah, I don't know. They, I'm just not in love with the division. The whole American League does, just doesn't jump off for me. I could see a sneaky team with young, hungry talent like them. Being five hundred down the wire and having a
2: shot and keeping the pieces together. I like that idea about Dylan Moore and left and Shedlong in yeah, second. What? Shedlong was hurt last year and we loved him. Mm-hmm. Yep. He'll he'll be good I'll this know. year. Yes, we, we, really were all, sure. we were all on Long Island, that's for sure.
0: Yep. All right, Nick, I want to I want to talk about a couple of Braves right now, so I'm going to kick it to you. Uh, talk to me about both of them.
1: Well, let's go for Pache first. I think he's got a real shot. I think day one starting center fielder currently is ADP and NFPC is at 395. And I think that's going to only skyrocket from here. I think he's the only possible center fielder that can open. it was
0: 348 an hour ago. Woo! It's already skyrocketed. That was, uh, <laughs> he's had a good that
1: couple was, days. Yes, that was three hours ago I looked. So he's <laughs> moving up a little bit. He's going to continue to go up. I mean, he's... Potential Gold Glove center fielder. He's got a great glove, Uh, twenty twenty-five home run potential. With the, um, he's got speed, but he's not put it on the base pads yet. If he puts that in the base pads with that power, I think he's going to be a real, real sneaky talent, especially in the later rounds. Um, I would redraft wise. I target him every possible way I could, especially late, because I'm seeing a lot of disrespect for him, and he's gone later and later. A lot of prospect boards have him all the way down there. I think he could have a sneaky good season in that lineup.
0: I I I tend to agree with you. Uh I I, I think the lack of the universal DH hurt him. Yes. I, I think that would have been a given for day one almost. Who who does he have to beat out for playing time? Nope.
1: Duval. No, Duval's gone.
0: Uh, just du, signed, yeah. Du, Duvall's in, in Miami now.
1: Oh yep, he just signed. All right, so then Incarciate, he's he's gonna start. He, he's gonna be a day one guy. He's gonna have a good. What spring. the hell was that? Enki RCRT?
0: Who the hell is that?
1: <laughs> Inciarte, <laughs>
0: <right>? <laughs> Oh, name drop. Oh, sh- oh, boy, that was great. Yeah, so Inciarte, I yeah. I, He's serviceable.
1: He's okay. Ron, He's you not could beat
0: him out. And
1: he was already up last year, so it's not like you're planning to get in service time. Yeah, that that's
0: another thing. Everybody looks at roster resource and they're already giving Pache the, the, the job. So that's gonna that's gonna make him skyrocket.
1: Very, and now when everybody very, everybody
0: yeah. listens to this and we get twelve thousand clicks, it's gonna go even <laughs> higher. So what are you going to do? It's going to <laughs> go from 3- to 390 guy. to 340. It'll be 290 by the end of tomorrow.
1: It's fine by me. All right.
0: So what do we have to do to get Drew Waters in the
1: lineup then? Uh, I, Drew Waters is not, redra- he's not draftable. I think he could potentially be a midseason call-up. I have been a huge Drew Waters fan for a couple of years, as you guys know. But the only problem is high strikeout rate. He's very aggressive at the plate, and he could strike out a lot. However, he's going to hit a lot of extra bases. He's got his speed. He's got potential 25-homer potential. He's got twenty-twenty potential, but he's got to put it all together. If he can get those extra base hits to be those pop-home runs, he's got a lot of ceiling. I don't think you're going to see much of playing time out of him this year, but I think within midseason to late, even a September call-up, I think Drew Waters is going to be a nice sneaky ad. Bob Wise, you're going to, have to blow it all on him midseason to late season. All right.
0: Andy, you agree?
2: I, I love Waters. I think he's uh, going to be solid, but he definitely needs a little more seasoning. So yeah, he a, lot, more. a lot of these rookies that didn't have any minor league time last year are going to be a little delayed.
0: Okay, so let me let me ask you guys a question. Long-term, who do you like better? Ooh. I'm a Waters Dude, guy. Give me, give me Waters. Waters long-term. Pache, today. Water's, long-term. Pache today. waters tomorrow. I say short-term, Waters long-term. Heard. Right, no problem. All right, guys. Next, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're talking about outfielders, but I'm going to kick it to a question I received from one of our listeners. We're going to talk about Randy Arizona. I can't say his name. Who the hell? Arizona Ice-T. That's his new name for me, all right? Arizona Ice-T. The question came to me from at Leaves33PE in, out in Anaheim. And he was asking me to compare Arizona iced tea to Trent Grisham, okay? And
1: oh, I hope that trends. I really hope that trends. Arizona iced tea! <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's an iced tea episode, all right? So, guys, walk, walk with me through, through this. I'm going to talk you through a couple of stats, and we're going to compare Trent Grisham and, and Randy A., okay? Because, okay, so... Arizona is actually older than Trent Grisham by a year. But the plate appearances, Grisham has 435 career, at, career plate appearances. And Arizona has 99. We're going to Arizona Ice-T. I can't say Arizona.
1: Arizona Ice-T. Okay. State. These guys are being –
0: 99 cents. These guys are both being drafted in the 50s. So they're being drafted back-to-back. So that's why we got to make a decision on this, okay? So we all know that Arizona Ice-T broke onto the scene like gangbusters last year, okay? His fly ball to home run rate was 46.7% in the regular season, and it was over 52% in the postseason, which is ridiculous, ridiculous. Last year, in a short sample, Nelson Cruz was second in Major League Baseball with a 41% delta, okay? So- Randy was number one in baseball in percentages of fly balls that went over the fence. So that already tells us it's probably not sustainable, right? Definitely not. Okay. In 2020, the same Nelson Cruz was second in baseball with a 31% fly ball to home run ratio. Second only to Christian Yelich. So if you take it over the last full season, we're... Randy A, his fly ball to home run ratio was twice that of the best in baseball. So we're guaranteed some regression here, right? All yes. right. So the home runs are going to come back a little bit. That's for sure. But if we look at their small sample and large sample career so far, Grisham, his hard hit rate is above league average at 38.9, where Arizona T is 42%. League average is 34%. So I, there's not that much of a difference there. I'm going to give that to Trent Grisham. Okay? And the other thing I look at, Andy, is always the swing and miss. Arena has always had a swing and miss problem through the minors. Every time he went another level, we always saw him succeed at first and then struggle afterwards. Last year's whiff percentage was 33.9 compared to 23.9 for for Grisham. Okay. And then if you want to look at the speed factor, it's actually Grisham's, believe it or not, he's faster than Arizona Arena. Everybody thinks that 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 Randy A is is super quick and all that. Sprint speed wise, it's uh he's a full mile an hour faster. So the answer to your question, brother, uh out in Anaheim is stay the hell away from Randy. He's being bumped up way too much. His ADP right now sits at 59. So in a 15 team league, do you want Arizona Ice T being your second best player? Well, not second best player, your second drafted player? Hell no. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's projecting mm. a lot. I mean, if you want to call the guy 2020 and say maybe the swing and miss improves a little bit and he's not, you know, maybe gets to 270, 280 hitter. That's not fourth round, brother. So we don't want to do that. We're going to take Trent Grisham over Arizona Ice tea every day. And, you know, this is going to be the guy that's going to be the chalk, like Louis Robert was last year for the Rookie of the Year award. I'm probably not going to pick him. We'll talk about that later on. Okay? Definitely not. All right. I got another Rookie of the Year candidate because this guy's got a chance to be a day one guy, Andy. And I know you love him and me and you talk talk the – Talked to Minnesota outfield pretty often. So tell me about Mr. Karoloff. What do you think?
2: Oh, AK-47? I love that guy. That's the guy that I loved for years. When he first got drafted, he got hurt. He couldn't stay on the field a lot. Then the, the one year he finally stayed healthy, he, he, I think he had like 14 home runs, and 10 of them went to the opposite field, which shows that he knows how to use all fields, use the power. He's going to be a star. It's a 60-hit tool spreads the ball out. I love players who don't try to pull everything. Uh, he's looking that he could be in the middle of the lineup, day one. And I might talk about him later.
0: All right. I mean, he's being drafted uh, with an ADP of 269 right now. So he's being drafted in both 12 and 15 team leagues as a starter, day one. Uh, I think he's going to be in the lineup. And if you're getting him as your fifth outfielder, I think you struck some gold in fantasy. Great move. I'll take it. Still think Larnick's going to be the better, better player long term. Wrong. That's but wrong. right now, obviously, Karloff Karol- is looking like a winner. All right. Talking more rookie to year candidates, uh, we're going to go to Nick on this one because this is his buddy. Let's talk about Dylan Carlson for a minute. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: He was my buddy until Andy uh, coerced me to training him. (laughs) Um, So Carlson struggled a little bit in 2020. I mean, we talked about this in an earlier podcast. It was a sprint in 2020. It's very hard to gauge an accurate um, depiction of how the player is going to be long-term. Carlson, if you look at his first 20-something games, he was batting 162-215 on base percentage. But you take his last 15 games with the postseason and all, he's almost a 300-hitter. So he's going to get better over time. He's not a contender. He's got Arenado. He's got Goldschmidt, all those batters in front of him. He's definitely got potential to really hit it hard. Um, He's got 2020 ceiling. Kid's going to be a stud, I think. I would throw anything he did out last year, earlier in the season, because he finished strong, and he's going to be very good. However, his redraft is a little high, a a little pricey, but you're getting him in a good lineup.
0: All right, then. Andy, talk to me about the biggest base dealer in the group. Let's talk about uh, Leotis Tavares.
2: It's going to be some uh, cheap speed. He's going to be probably leading off. Lo- looks like the day one starter only had, you know, 200 at-bats in uh, A, But I feel that he's going to come up. That team sucks. I don't know what the ADP is. Anybody know?
0: 202, pretty high.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: He's actually going, he's going ahead of Kalanick.
2: Okay. The okay, stolen we'll base
0: know. landscape's pretty ugly this year, so. Yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not really sure
2: about that. I don't know. Yeah, sorry, very, very high K rate last year. Yeah, I think there's will he'll, not- he'll, he'll, I think he'll improve on that. He's done that at every level, so I think that's a chance to uh, improve.
0: All right, so we're buying real low on t- Tavares. I don't really like the ADP, but if he slides 60 or 70 extra spots in your league, you could jump in. I'll jump the last two outfielders, I think, that have a chance at a little bit of playing time this year, probably both blocked at this point. JJ Blade, we talked about Duvall oh. signing there uh just just yesterday. So I think he's you know, he's he's kinda out of the out of the loop there. They have Corey Dickerson, Starlin Marte, John Birdie and Garrett Cooper can both play the outfield. You know, they still have Lewis Brinson on their roster right. for some oh.
1: reason. Yeah, Brian Anderson.
0: Yeah, Brian Anderson could go out there. So you're looking at it probably a September call up at best for him. I don't. I I don't think he's making the roster anytime before that. So he's a stay away and redraft. All right, and then the last guy is somebody that I I, I really have. I I have a blind spot with this. I told Andy about this the other day, but Brandon Marsh and Jared Walsh. I thought they were the same damn person for the longest time. Oh, my God. I really struggled with this. And I'm like, wait, he's not an infielder. He's a – wait, he's a first be- – <laughs> wait. I was – see, I'm getting a coughing fit thinking about it.
1: That damn COVID.
0: Yeah, I got COVID brain when it comes to Brandon Marsh. But I I, I think that the organization did too because he's blocked. Kid's got talent, man. Even – I think Joe Adele is blocked too. I, I don't think either of these guys are going to make the team. It's pretty scary. I I really thought they had a chance, but you know, they they got Trout, Otani, and Upton on big contracts. They just traded for Dexter Fowler. Then they went out and signed Juan Lagarus. That's not a vote of confidence for Joe Adele or for Walsh. I don't think either of these guys really have a role on the team this year. I think they got a ticket to Triple A. Both of them have three options left, so they're probably yeah. s- stuck out of there. I, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah. it's a shame. I mean, Adele got brought up too quick. It was probably more circumstance than anything in need. that They didn't have somebody for the role more than him winning it. He didn't succeed. I, I think we're going to uh, – we're not going to see too much of Brandon, Brandon Marsh this year. Brandon Walsh. Brandon Walsh. <laughs> that was the guy from 90210, right? That's true. Oh, my God. What the hell has become of me? All right. On that note, I'm going to get the hell out of here. We got to put a, a freaking <laughs> cherry on the top of this one. It's been Friday. I don't got no job. What the hell? Let's get out of here. Andy, you got anything intelligent to say? Definitely not tonight. Yeah, Nick, I don't even care what you have to say. You're whack, so let's get the hell out <laughs> yeah, of yeah, here, all right?
1: Yeah, well,
0: Trev, thanks a lot. Peace out. Now,